Religiosanity episode 67. Good. Back with Pastor Andrew. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It is that time of year again. We're talking about Lent. Uh-huh. Uh, we're talking about uh, the lead up to Easter. And I think people are, are nowadays in the modern times a little confused about how to, how to approach Lent. Mm-hmm. Don't you mm-hmm. think so? I think that 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 uh, uh, you know. I think a lot of people think of it almost as a well. Coming growing up as a Catholic, of course, I uh, it was almost this thing: you have to give up something. Mm-hmm. And I used to give up soda. You mean pop? Pop, yes. Some people yeah, call or, it pop. or 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 <laughs> so you know, pop. like sweet, uh, sweet. Because for me, yes. soda is just an um, oh, a fizz. sparkling. Yes, fizz, okay. Uh, you know, or, this is like Coke, Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. And I could remember, Good. I could remember you know, cracking it's much open. Healthier. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I remember cracking open that soda on Easter morning and oh, pouring really? it. As he is risen, so is the bubbles of my soda. Oh, <laughs> just don't tell me this. <laughs> it's lovely. It's lovely. I like it. But yeah, I really, yeah, yeah. then as in a young adult, I really started to, especially in college, I really mm-hmm. started to take Lent seriously and really tried to find out what was in my life that was a habit or something that I wanted to get rid of, mm-hmm. something that was keeping me out of the moment. Mm-hmm. 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 That's the way I looked at it. Yeah. And I remember one very special Lent, I gave up my headphones. And this is before MP3s. This is before mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. phones and, and stuff like that. So this was my CD player that I, I couldn't ride my bike or I might've even been my tape player. I couldn't ride my bike without listening to my Walkman. Couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And when I gave it up, I was w- riding the streets, letting the sounds of the city come in. And it was- and All of it, it, it is actually very healthy and, and safer. Right. right. You, you, you know, you very simply giving uh, up uh, things which were dangerous or unhealthy or something like exactly. that. And that's, that's just marvelous. That's a marvelous discipline. Uh, I personally don't see much uh, interaction with spirituality, say, you know, or uh, individual spirituality, or uh, but spiritual discipline or uh, theology. Right. Because those are all good things, and if you have just season in the year where you uh, specifically focus on on these matters, it's it's all right. Uh, uh, Where does it go wrong, though? Do, do people take this a different way, or or are are they thinking about Lent in this way that uh, where people uh, get buried under dogma, or I don't know, that's not the right word, buried under abusing themselves with mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. neglect or, or neglecting themselves on things or there, there, there is definitely you know we are talking here in uh, reform tradition church yes uh, presbyterians are uh, drawing their uh, origins to calvinism and swiss reformation and um, that was a beginning of the Swiss Reformation. 
499 years uh, almost today. Uh, it was, I think, on March 9th uh, that um, in 1522, uh, Swiss Reformation started uh, by Huldrych Zwingli and his friends uh, celebrating the first Sunday of Lent by eating sausage. And it was such an uh, offense that the uh, higher-ups uh, hierarchy uh, intervened. And that very fact then driven uh, Zurich, the entire city, to, uh, to reformation camp. Uh, but... It was because that was, it was enforced. It was different from what you described before. That, that's your own spiritual practice or your own seeking of uh, deeming yourself or liberating yourself from certain uh, vices. Yeah. You know, or what you recognize as dangerous or unhealthy. But over there, and over them, that was imposed by the ecclesiastical authority and enforced by civil authority. So those who were found of breaking those rules were punished for it, and even you know put on stake to be made an example, yeah. and and so on. So uh, that was what those Swiss reformers were rebelling against that, you know, here you have something which I, I recognize also as, as important. Uh, but, uh, you know, learning self-discipline and having a time when you practice that. Uh, so it is important, but not if it is enforced from outside. Right. When there is an legal authority and uh, and power, which is yes. enforcing it. Yes, but you see, but but this is, I feel like what I do is, and maybe other people can relate to this. Other times of the year. I cannot hold myself to this stuff. Like the beginning of the new year, mm -hmm. my new year's resolution. Mm -hmm. I almost use Lent as, I use the, the, my old remnants of God will punish you. Mm -hmm. Of course, that is not, there's only a phantom energy of that left because I know that that is... Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. true but I just hope so <laughs> just the phantom energy of that though uh -huh. that's still uh, my childish mind uses yeah. that to keep me uh on board with the lent until he is risen you know it's almost like i'm using this this um thing that's still an echo mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and now i think i i, I will think well i'm going to disappoint the universe or gods or god mm -hmm. you know if i get off this course because it's because i think of whenever i take up a lenten thing it's it's for betterment like you're saying it's for 
Mm-hmm. It's for, um, and so I, I imagine, or I tell myself, I lead myself to believe that that is better for the world. If, mm-hmm. I, if I do eat that sweet, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, I'm not going to hell, mm-hmm. but something, an energy, is going to be disappointed. You know, I, I think that this religious dimension is definitely uh, important. And I think that it is a pity that in, in a more and more secularizing world, yes. we are not taking it seriously. Yes. Uh, so there is this dimension of human existence, which is uh, material, uh, which is uh, intellectual, then there is this dimension which is emotional, and then there is this dimension which is spiritual. And uh, very often in our Western modern world, uh, we have everything just in the uh, area of rationality, rational. Uh, then uh, there are movies and dramas and arts which are at least partly, uh, you know, working with our emotions. And there is constantly diminishing dimension of, of that spiritual uh, spirituality in, in our lives. And even within churches, I see it. Know, definitely Protestant churches, but uh, generally churches, uh, they, they would supl- supply that spiritual need with, with emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you'll have these kind of outpourings of emotions and so on, right. thinking that that is that spiritual, and it is not. Mm. Uh, uh, so having that spiritual religious dimension, which is supporting you in... Uh, your quest for weaning yourself off certain things, for instance, and so on, is definitely uh, important. And here I will apply a little bit of my rationality. And yes, there is this religious seasonality to it, and and appropriate, as as you said, because there is a goal, there is a time for you which comes with Easter, and you know that you can then kind of break it, maybe to return to it again pretty soon afterwards. Mm-hmm. One would hope, especially that soda uh, drinking, mm-hmm. you know, or other things. But, you know, there is a time when you can release it for a moment. And, yeah. and so you have a date to work towards. Yeah. At the same time, it is reasonably long, so it'll give you a full uh, experience of actually staying away from the yes. things you want to uh, you want to abandon, say. But I think that the, here that rational part is coming in. I think that it is very nicely situated in the part of the year where we are by the rotation of our planet about the sun and where we live, prepared for this... Uh, uh, New birth. New, new, new birth. Uh, it's, 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 it's an hopeful part of the year. It's, it's, it's a good time to try it. While I think that all those New Year's resolutions, for instance, they are misplaced. They are mm. in a wrong time of the year. That's where 
you are almost destined to uh, to fail after a hard month of december yeah the, with, with, with december and, and now but because <laughs> back then the winter only starts right. when you think about it that's right uh Generally, yes. There, there, are, there, there has been first snow, say, uh, or laying snow on the ground, and and there were a few cold days uh, in December or something like that, really freezing and so on. But generally, uh, only with January, and then in full force in February, real bitter cold is coming up on us. And and with that, uh, this uh, energy of, uh, of 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 really dedicating yourself to uh, uh, to keeping some discipline, for instance, is is difficult. While now everything seems to be opening up, and uh, it is only just keeping some of that uh, wintry. Um, self-restrictions yeah. going yeah yeah uh, while you know that you know there'll be that there is spring and summer coming yeah so i i, I think it is a very uh, appropriate time for that or auspicious time for for trying something like that yeah. and here i'm more like uh, psychologizing that but uh well i want to know what you think is the proper way to approach Lent in your own mind? That's difficult to ask a minister, you know, because... Uh, Why? Because ministers, the, the, this is a season of, of work. <laughs> uh, and, yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I keep disciplines. I try to keep them outside of, uh, of the land. Uh, I'm here really the Zwinglian. And if you come to my office, you will see Huldrych Zwingli there together with Luther and Calvin. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I doubt that, that many people will recognize him mm -hmm. even, right. uh, Huldrych Zwingli. And that's where that uh, you know, rebellion uh, started against the land. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is very close to me. But mm -hmm. on the other hand, I, they don't eat meat yeah. at all, yeah. for instance. Yeah. Uh, I would lie if I said that it started with Lent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it started for the similar reasons. Yeah. For uh, health reasons as well as the spiritual and ethical or moral reasons. And one last uh, impulse to that was when I realized how unethical, immoral, the especially agricultural business in America yes. is. Yes. You know, it's problematic almost everywhere. But here with our capitalist approach to anything including living creatures animals uh, that that became clear to me that uh, I, I simply cannot go along uh, mm -hmm. and again you know there was a selfish uh, uh, interest in in health 
when 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 you go into a store and and you read the label on organic milk and and you realize that they need to state that this these animals were not injected with antibiotics and hormones yeah that tells you that the rest of it is yeah and 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 you know so that was uh, that that was for me uh, a moment when when we went almost uh, definitely vegetarian or vegan uh, we eat fish uh, and and try to to eat the only those which are uh, ethically caught or mm -hmm. ethically raised, uh, you know, like protecting oceans, predominantly plant based. Yeah, but there was this spiritual dimension to it, or moral or ethical dimension. Uh, certainly emotional, when I realized that. The creatures we share planet with, uh, you know, are that badly treated. Uh, and this must not be easy, especially when people invite you to their homes or to dinners. You know, so it's a constant. I, um, I, I, I you, you know, partly my church members are are good, uh, and they that they knew. And they know about it, and so when they invite me over, they will prepare the they will prepare meal which uh, is uh, vegetarian or vegan. Uh, but you know, if I'm invited to someone who does not know, or the, I'll, I'll eat that. You know, mm -hmm. I it, for me it is not that kind of like um, strike jacket. Yeah. I, I don't think that these disciplines should be stride jackets, you know, something which is chaining us to some yes. certain ideology that we need to have freedom of it, you know, not to break it regularly or, uh, but, but at the same time, uh, being reasonable about it. Yes. Uh, I, I, I want to honor those who invited me and, and have a nice meal with them, and so I'll eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course I will. And one last thing. One thing that I always thought would be a good thing to give up for Lent has been controversial with anyone that I've brought it up to, including my wife or my friends. No one has really understood it, but I thought it, it's a really interesting thing. That And then I want you to be honest and tell me that it's crazy. It's okay. Mm -hmm. But I thought a nice thing to give up, which would really make Easter really special, mm -hmm. would be to give up Jesus for Lent and to become an pr a practicing Muslim for Lent. Mm -hmm. uh, and that I felt like that, in no way, I feel like maybe it might be misconstrued as being um, uh, something that I was taking on for a limited time and therefore insulting to that religion. But I thought of it more as a way to a true being in the true desert, mm -hmm. away from my God, and to feel what that is like. And then to have Easter and to come back as a Christian, to be saved in a way. 
<laughs> so tell me more. Uh, I, I hear need more uh, to know. Well, I would just—it would also be a, a, a kind of a fascinating thing to learn about that religion, to learn about another religion during Lent. No, but what do you mean by giving up Jesus? What What well, do you want to actually give up? Literally praying uh -huh. to an entity besides my God, and what that would mean. And what so, but but you are talking now about God or about Jesus? You, well, I you guess know, I, I, I'm I, sorry I, I, that I, I am There's here <laughs> getting uh, a little, uh, but, but you know, it is uh, for giving me up to the really Holy Trinity. <laughs> giving completely up uh, Holy Trinity, yes, uh, giving, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, you know, there were Christians who did not have Trinity, there are people uh, whom you can consider being Christians who. I'm sure. I'm talking about what I grew up with, uh -huh. what I consider to be my religion now. Mm -hmm. To give it up during Lent mm -hmm. and to take on another religion as a Lenten practice. Again, I think that this is a little might be a little bit insulting if it's done on a large scale with a bunch of people. Like it, it, it could be considered. Uh, an insult to that religion, maybe. Then that's part of the reason why I never pursued it. But mm -hmm. I just think the idea of this is is interesting because it's it's a true um, uh, finding that moment that Jesus on the cross is saying, you know, we're, you know, why have you forsaken me? We don't feel that. I think we need to feel that in a way during Lent, or or try and get there. And if and we can't be we shouldn't be afraid of that, because if we know, if we ha you know have the faith, but give up a certain surety of it. And I think that there's a way of of very carefully <laughs> doing that during Lent. I'm looking at your face. Oh uh, <laughs> no 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 no, uh, Peter! I I I. I, I try to understand because your concept of, of Christianity or faith, uh, say, uh, like giving up Jesus, uh, it's clearly within the like frame of reference or the package which I don't fully <laughs> understand. That was why I asked. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, because for me it is very Jesus-like of being open towards other religions and, oh, sure. and respecting them and so on. Yes. Uh, on the other hand, I, I would call it more like uh, if you want to give up completely your faith or something like that, uh, not necessarily adopting another one which might be uh, some permutation of the same. Right. Uh, for instance, because with, within, within the uh, Abrahamic uh, religions, for right. instance, you are moving just then you mentioned uh, Islam, that that's an Abrahamic religion. Right. You are just uh, uh, picking up some other accents or some right. other uh, preferences within more or less the same religion. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Right, and uh, Judaism would be even even more the same because you're basically just giving so, up just so, just so Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and and not even that because you know I I think that you can be faithful Christian with uh, almost the Jewish faith exactly. uh, and 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 so on. So it could be uh, very Christ-like. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but but returning back, you, you know, if you really want to give up your faith, go and start study uh, at the seminary. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> th th there is that famous joke, you know, you must not allow your faith to be stolen from you when you go to seminary. And I remember when I went to seminary, and I think that anyone who went to seminary uh, will remember how a faithful granny or faithful grandpa in the church came to them and say, you are such a great person just don't allow that seminary to steal your faith yeah, okay uh, and I, I heard that from many other <laughs> colleagues uh, who, who had a similar experience and, and I had that as well and and that is what what is happening there if that institution really works well uh, that it brings in serious doubts and right. uh, allows you to work with that uh, and 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 to uh, to really investigate to the depth all the prejudices and superstitions and uh, false doctrines, uh, and at the same time learn to uh, respect them at least to some That's degree exactly and, and, what I'm and, talking and, and about. so on. Uh, but I don't think that in this case uh, Lent is a good season for that. Uh, <laughs> I, I would really say it's too that short, right? Uh, for that it is too short, yes. Yeah. Uh, and and it would completely you, you know you'll probably need to go uh, and and bury yourself into a library or and start reading and theological and uh, philosophical tracks uh, or engage with some uh, teacher mm -hmm. who will lead you. Uh, com uh, comparative religion is, for instance, very good for that. You are on something by saying, you know, adopting some other religion. Right. Uh, because, you know, comparative uh, study of religion, that means comparing... Um, uh, different uh, different religions and, and seeing yeah. how they operate uh, can play and serious uh, you know games with, with with people yes when they realize what they consider to be holy uh, is in so many other religions well, we've uh, faced a little bit of that with if we've watched any of your videos uh, mm -hmm. with uh, <laughs> Uh, Something you might not know about the Bible. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we face that, and so yes. Yeah, so it, it, but it brings down, you know, uh, it it brings humbleness, exactly, humility, and yes. and uh, the, the broader understanding, and with that also tolerance. Yes. And respect to other traditions. And yes. I really am thankful for you voicing this interest. And uh, I, I think that that can be, but it needs to be done deeper. The, the, the just few weeks would, yes. not, uh, would not help there. Yes. Uh, thinking, and that was my question, you know, what do you mean by Jesus? Or what do you mean by adopting another religion? Because, yeah. uh, you know, confining it into just those few weeks... It right. will be what you yourself also described correctly, like that can be offensive. Yes, because you're just going through the motions. If you're just going through the motions and playing uh, the part or whatever, it's it, that's what could be insulting. Yeah. And knowing that, you know, it's going to be over on that Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's one thing, and, and it should not be. Yes. 
because this broadening of horizons and recognizing of the human nature of our own religion, say, you know, and how it compares to others, uh, uh, the deeper roots, for instance, that, that is my interest. It started for me with the studying of the Canaanite religion or Ugaritic religion, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, that is going to the roots of Judaism or kind of side roots, but, you know, it's deeper and older than, than yeah. Judaism. It's the polytheistic version of it. Uh, and further north, but... Uh, you know, that's that's one thing for the or study of other religions. Uh, I, I got recently um, completely charmed by by Hawaiian religion yeah. and studying a Hawaiian anthropology, uh, including starting to study the language, uh, because without language, you cannot really understand uh, yeah. the culture uh, and, and religion uh, itself. Uh, and so, uh, and recognizing the depth of, of wisdom, and also like in any other religion, you, you know, self-seeking pride and who knows what, you, you know, and abuse of religion for ideological purposes and and uh, and political, yeah, uh, and 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 so on. But that's that's with within all of them. Yes. But that brings uh, humility, really, you know, and, and recognition of those other traditions. And you can always find something you can learn from them. Uh, and you can, while you are doing it, you are learning about your own uh, religion. And yes. you recognize that it is not only those rituals and practices and, and so on, but it is much wider and deeper yes. and broader and um, more profound. Yes. And uh, for that, I congratulate you, even with your some misgivings, as you mentioned, because I, I think that those are clearly showing your sincere interest in it. Yes. And, um, you know, don't do it only for that. And you are right. sort of doing it with me when we are, uh, when we are filming some That's of those... Right. Uh, uh, something you might not know about the Bible or uh, doing these podcasts. That's right. Uh, I almost feel like what you're describing, we are going through slowly with your under your leadership in a way. You're letting filter in this other um, stuff that's kind of uh, uh, wiping away our this rusty stuff that we have this rusty sheen mm-hmm. over our um, our approaches to the faith mm-hmm. and and kind of wiping it, c- it clean with this stuff it's it, that's a weird analogy but mm-hmm. it, that process though is painful sometimes and scary that's why i uh, use the word scary <laughs> cuz sometimes so because you're <laughs> no that's why it's great it needs to be done and, and I, I, I must confess myself, I, I went through several periods where suddenly I realized that all those dear, beloved dogmas I, yes. I, I, I believed so sincerely, uh, they're crumbling. Yes. And they needed to be either abandoned or reconfigured. Yes. 
Very often it is not completely abandoning them, you know, but reconfiguring them or seeing them within the broader context. And I, yes. I remember specifically one, uh, one uh, period of a few weeks towards even one like evening in, in Prague when I was serving there at church uh, and uh, going through this uh, what you would call maybe spiritual crisis of doubts or something mm -hmm. like that, of deep revaluation, mm -hmm. and that was my first with uh, you know allowing for the probably first time uh, that that experience of uh, that uh, Ugaritic religion really show me how how similar that was. Mm -hmm. Before, I was constantly trying to narrow those blinders on my eyes mm -hmm. and narrow them further and further and further and further until I, I had my eyes almost closed. Yeah. Because I had to kind of bracket out, you know, these, these things which were coming at me uh, and, and forcing me to recognize that that absolutely close proximity and then I realized wait a moment this is crazy I'm getting more and more narrow-minded mm. and 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 then I, I just put them off yeah. those blinders uh, yeah. you know like horses they have yeah. those blinders you know so that they would not yes. be distracted so I would not want to be distracted by what I was studying elsewhere that was an academic thing for me but my faith is here you know yeah. and 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 it was forcing me to, to narrow more and more those blinders and I was losing uh, there, there was this dichotomy between you know my academic interests and my faith, yeah. for instance, and 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 I was getting more and more narrow and more dogmatic and, and mm. uh, intolerant, and so on, and and then I, I just pulled them out. Wow! And and it was a shock and and reconfiguration. Yeah. You know, I did not give up my education. I did not give up my faith. I did not give up my academic interests. They actually integrated. Yes. Afterwards. Yes. And deepened. And deepened. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and so that was one of the experiences. And and another the, the, the several of that kind came later, of course. Uh, but. Um, uh, and I can't I can't help but think in the in a similar way, that Jesus's time in the desert, mm -hmm. is what needed to happen so that we can have the fullness of the cross mm -hmm. and that he can he can do what needed to be done mm -hmm. right i mean is that an insane thing i mean that those moments in the desert were probably mm -hmm. a honing of of some of this stuff in his own mind yeah and and uh, here, I, I must say that who knows how much of, of that is actually in religious or symbolic language right. and, and its reality. <laughs> right. We know that he understood and the need for an, uh, privacy and uh, being alone to process. Right. There are a number of indications in the Gospels. 
he's getting away from uh, the people. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And and some of it again might be uh, simply a narrative stuff uh, and and yeah. the way to move the, the from one story to another. You, you yeah. know the progression of the gospels and so on. But there is enough of those uh, to that they would not be using it if it was not something which was known about him. Yes. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is, so Jesus was deeply processing what was happening. Yeah. Uh, and probably alone or uh, only in a small circle of, of uh, with a small circle of friends. I, I think that, that those 40 days in the desert and so on, that's so much overlaid it's, with the symbolism right. of all of that, uh, you know, and the repetition of the wandering through the desert on the way out of Egypt mm. in the Hebrew Bible and so mm. on and so forth. So uh, it's difficult to know. But yeah. behind it is some kind of a form of spiritual discipline and self uh, inward deep processing yes uh, and you know I would like to encourage us to, then uh, let us be our uh, Lenten discipline to do you know uh, without uh, pop yes but <laughs> also, whatever your pop is uh, whatever it is chocolate chocolate yeah. cookies sweets uh, or something like that and then try to keep it on yes you know, yes. maybe having a relief uh, uh, on Easter, uh, but uh, very often those are things which we should abandon anyhow. Right. So that's one thing. But the other thing is that not only that, you know, like keeping it on for the rest of the, the year or maybe for good, but also trying to take and spread this Lenten spiritual discipline throughout the year as well. Yes, yes. So taking the time to be alone with yourself and, and process. Yes. That'll be my invitation. Yes, Lent is important when it is not being imposed from outside, when it is an inner discipline. Yes. And, uh, but let it be not only yes. in this season. Yes. Let us sprinkle it throughout the year. I love that, and that's a great way to end. Thank you so much. Thank you. Until next time.